Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Once Bitten podcast. Joining me today is Alex Cronali. I hope I've pronounced that correctly, Alex, who joins me as a US professional soccer player, somebody who is also stacking sats and using Bitwage to receive 25% of his salary into Bitcoin. Amazing to see more athletes stepping up and taking on the responsibility and announcing these kind of measures. It's going to go a long way into helping educate many young people that follow them in their sports uh, from around the world. So thank you, Alex, for stepping up. Really appreciate you giving up the time as well to come on and discuss this. Now, before we get into this episode, please make sure you are supporting the show sponsors. You can find all of the links in the show notes, which will have the direct link to take you to a landing page that's going to unlock that offer for you. In the case of Swan Bitcoin, where you can stack uh, sats in the US, you would get a free $10, swanbitcoin.com. Across Europe, you can use Relay. Same idea. It's an app. You download it. Very low KYC. Start stacking some sats with those guys. Relay is spelled R-E-L-A-I, and it's .ch. But like I said, hit the show notes. It's, it's simple. Bitcoin Reserve as well across Europe. Now, if you've got friends or older friends that are going to be looking to tie on some big size, they can handhold boomers through this process and teach them everything they need to know about self-custody. Great team. That's Bitcoin Reserve. There's also Coin Corner, an exchange here on the Isle of Man, serving the UK and the Europe plebs. CoinCorner.com. Make sure you take control of your coins. Use the Bitbox 02 hardware wallet, Bitcoin only edition. That's from ShiftCrypto.ch, a Swiss company making brilliant Swiss-made Bitcoin pleb tools. That's very important. Get the hardware wallet. And if you want to get across to the conference, April 6th to 9th in Miami, hit that link or use code BITTEN at checkout to make sure you get that 10% discount on all of your tickets. I really hope uh, we can get there, everybody. It'd just be so amazing to meet you all. Enjoy this episode with Alex, and thanks for listening. All right, we're recording. We've been joined by Alex Crognail. Was it Cronail? What? What? What's the? What's the correct? Yeah, Cronali. Cronali. It's so. It's, it's yeah. Italian. It's Italian. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Uh, and uh, how far removed are you from Italy? Are you a generation or two, or? Uh, so, so my, uh, on my dad's side, my grandparents, they were both, um, the first American born in their family, but they were naturalized Italian citizens. So, um, so I hold dual citizenship to us and Italy. Oh man. Look, look who we're talking to here. What happened in the Euro finals? Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a I have big to go get problem. my passport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the, there is, yeah, we, we, we get a lot of questions about that. Uh, you know, more more for Gareth Southgate, to be honest, rather than the Italian team. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. All right. Well, so if, if the listeners haven't fallen in, uh, Alex is a professional footballer. Uh, Samuel's here to ask the questions because 
he knows a bit more about professional footballers. And I told you it's going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Are you, are you a little bit upset? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you will interview at one point. Well, you if, will interview him. If he gets orange pilled and he wants to come on the podcast, then yeah, of course. What if he already is orange pilled? Surely he will. <laughs> Absolutely. I, w- I would be a little disappointed if, if I expected Cristiano and, and I showed up. So, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Have you met any um, professional football players that know Bitcoin? A few who have who have come out and, and really been outspoken about it, or or who have started getting paid in it. Uh, uh, I, I haven't met him, but he recently announced that he was taking his his MLS salary in Bitcoin. He plays for Miami. Um, there was another player for Toronto FC, um, Achara. He's he's Nigerian, and he started taking a percentage of his salary as well. Um, but I haven't met any of those guys because um, the, you know the the world of of sport. There's there's been a few guys who are starting to announce it now that they're taking salary or they're taking this marketing thing in in Bitcoin. But the majority of them have been like. NFL guys, right? At least here in the United States, it's been Tom Brady, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, um, and I—I I was the first American professional soccer player. So, um, so no, I—I I haven't met any other guys. But a lot of my a lot of my teammates, um, some friends around the league, have gotten in, interested, and I've sent sent some you know links for them to go learn some more, um, and also sign up with with Bitwage and start taking a percentage of their salary as well. So I think. Here in 22, we'll see we'll see a number of other other athletes who, who will jump on board and start getting paid as well if they haven't already. You you, you kind of wing pinged out at the beginning of the uh, the beginning of your answer there. Did, you mentioned Miami. Was that lucky that you mentioned Lucky Mukusano? Um, no, no, no. So, Kieran Gibbs. Kieran Gibbs, right? Okay, and that's Miami, he, right? Of course. Yeah. So Lucky is at Tampa. And, He's at Tampa. Uh, yeah uh lucky uh bitcoiner so he's he's way down the rabbit hole yes okay uh and he was on the show last year so yeah. samuel and lucky uh have become good friends um okay well i'm i'm sorry I, I'm, I'm stepping all over your questions mate you you go ahead you go ahead well uh well actually i was gonna say that uh lucky he actually did a presentation about like football and he showed me um skills and what to do uh, um yeah, it was cool. Do you not remember? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, lucky. I, I know lucky because he uh, he came off the bench last year and scored the winning goal um, against us, Birmingham Legion, in the playoffs. So so they knocked us out last year, um, and he had that winning goal. So, so he I had, know lucky. He 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 looked in the left corner. He left in the, he looked in the left corner and he saw fiat dollars. He looked in the right corner and he saw Bitcoin. So that's where he shoots. That's, yeah. way, that's how he does it. That's what he that's told brilliant. us on the podcast. That's brilliant. <laughs> so that's yeah, you're lucky. Definitely, definitely need to hook up and, and start trying to help. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, I know he's helped a lot of his teammates at Tampa, uh, which is great, but now Tampa have their own shit coin. Did you know this? Really? Tampa launched the shit coin. <laughs> yes. Sorry, lucky if you're listening. Club? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I saw that there's, there, I'm in a group and there's a bunch of guys and uh, Pubby is in that group as well. And he's a big Tampa fan. And they're like, oh my God, what is this? We've got our own coin. We've got our own token. It's oh, some kind no. of fan token. So yeah, we got to get ahead of this. Yeah, it's, I mean, if, if it's an NFT, 
I think it, it makes sense. Um, you know, it gives you membership access, VIP access to, you know, maybe uh, locker room access to games or, you know, a, a, a certain level of value that you receive from the NFT, but your own token. Let's see. Nah, I'm, I'm looking at shit. this. Tampa Bay Realities um, uh, token. Let's, let's well, just I, do a quick search. Samuel, I, ask another question. Okay, okay. Um, how many yellow or red cards have you gotten in a uh, match? Like, <laughs> well, only like, one like red card season. in a match. You are, like, yeah. uh, in, in his career. Season, yeah. His career. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. Career. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm a center back. So I'm always good for uh, you know five or six yellow cards a season. Um, if if you get five, you get suspended a match. So, but if you go, I think it's five games without a yellow card then you get good behavior and they take one away. So I'm always in this situation where, you know, about midway through the season, I got three or four yellow cards. I'm keeping an eye on, you know, my behavior because you obviously don't want to get suspended. So this past season I had four and then I went on a great run, 10 games. I had no yellow cards. So then after 10 games, they took two away. So then I only had two and then I went and got, a couple more yellow cards. So I ended the season with five, but no suspension. So I was good. Um, I've actually never gotten a red card in a game. Um, there was a, a few years ago, I, uh, me and this guy, this other attacking player kind of got into a, got into it off the ball and I kind of lashed out, but, but they didn't see it during the game. Um, unfortunately, the broadcast showed it like perfectly. So I got a call from my coach uh, a week after the game that that I was suspended a few games. Um, so technically, I didn't get a red card, but I was suspended a few games for a, it was a red card offense. But that was my <laughs> only time. I'm 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 pretty uh, you know I'm I'm not the the crazy aggressive you know center back who's going to lash out and, and get red cards like a Sergio Ramos. He gets a red card every other game, but. Um, no, I've never gotten one in a game, which is kind of crazy now. 27 years. Wow. How many of those yellow cards are, in your view, unjust? A lot, because I'm, I'm tall, right? I'm 6'5", so I, only, I might make one or two fouls per game. So even if it's just a really soft play at midfield, because I'm a center back, they say, oh, he's, he's going to counter and then they throw out a yellow card. Or if it's like the 60th minute onward, I think it doesn't matter what the foul is. They always give me a yellow card. Mm -hmm. So 50-50, truly. That sucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> how, how many games have you, uh, no, how many um, goals have you scored in like season or a game? Um, the most goals I've scored in a season was four in 2000. 18 um i scored two this last season i scored three in 2020 um so i've probably got close to close to 10 goals now and 100 games how many headers six six or seven the majority of them I'm imagining you're the big guy that comes up for the corners yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what about the free kicks um, I don't take any free kicks, but, but any wide free kicks that are crosses in the box, you'll see me up there scrapping. That's how I'll, I'll get quite a few goals because, um, I was a striker before I played center back. 
So I've always had a knack for, for putting myself in the right position to, to poach goals, you know, get the easy goals that mm -hmm. they think is like is lucky for forwards, but it's really just their positioning. Um, so even as a center back, when I go up and go forward for a corner kick or a free kick, if they clear out the first ball, you know, I don't run back to my position. I recycle my run. And like a lot of times I just hang back post, sneak back post, kind of just hide back there. And then I dart back into the picture and, and I've gotten a few goals that way. Um, you know, I've, I've scored. Now that I think about it, I've probably scored close to half with my feet, like surprisingly hmm. just balls that knock down and I'll, you know, tap it in or um, so I'm, it's probably 60, 40 with, with headers versus uh, with the feet. My highest is 13 goals. <laughs> yeah. 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 Heck yeah. You're a striker? Uh, in the what, whole what position? Yeah. 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 Um, um, yeah. yeah. It's like uh, our lineup is kind of weird. Like there's only one attacker, three midfielders, and three defenders. And one, uh, and yeah. And I'm always the attacker. But like, yeah, it's a bit confusing. But like last year, I, was, I, I don't even know how many I've scored in that season. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's a, a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah but, that's but a like, good thing. In, in, in this, when you say 13, do you mean in one weekend or one season? I, I think in one game, not in one game. Well, no. one, one weekend, maybe across, yeah. um, like three or four games in, in a tournament. tournament. Wow, so, right, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Well done. What other questions do you have? Uh, I don't have any. Oh, yeah, oh, wait, wait. yeah, I was gonna ask, mm -hmm. yeah, um. So when you mean um, center back, do you mean like a defender? So in a back four? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm the right-sided center back. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, he has different terminology because um, we, we live in France, so all the coaches speak French. Okay. So there's slightly different, uh, you know. So they don't say cross the ball, do they? They say uh, centre. Centre. Center the ball, and so center just, it, like, sir, yeah. And then they say when it goes out for throwing, we say touch, touch. Yeah. So okay, they're all yeah, little, let's um, go. Yeah. So yeah, I got a question. Half. I got a question for Samuel. Can you guess his number? Uh, okay. Think about this. What is this podcast about? Bitcoin. Twenty-one. Yeah. Yes, yeah, brilliant. Nicely well done. done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. It's paying off. You are starting to learn something. <laughs> so you, you got to choose that, I'm assuming. Yeah, 21. Um my my rookie year, I just kind of obviously as a, a young player, you don't get, you know. I went in the, the coach's office and like the, the GM and I was like, I want number four as a rookie. And they're kind of like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Cause there was no one, we didn't have many players signed at the time with the, this was with the Columbus crew and the MLS. And um, they had some big players. You know, I think they signed a couple of guys for close to a million bucks before, before I signed or excuse me, after I signed. So no one had number four. I went in, I'm like, I want number four. And they're like, not happening. So, uh, so they gave me, uh, you know, 21 was one of the choices. And um, yeah, I went with 21 and I've, I've had it every year since. And now 
now with uh, my interest in Bitcoin, I'm, I'm never changing it. It's brilliant. It's perfect. So you just fluked it. It wasn't a, I, it, yeah, no, that's amazing. It. When I saw your I pictures, the, I'm like, ah, oh, of course he's number 21. What did I, yeah. yeah, what a Chad. But like, this is an even better story. Look, he is number no. 21. He should be. No, he's he lucky number be. 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Cristiano Ronaldo is number seven. Yeah. Or 12. 21 is going to be the number. Yeah. 21. Yeah, it's been five years. Going into six years now with number 21. And ah. I, I, I wasn't a, a Bitcoiner five years ago. So wow. I stumbled upon this. I, I think I might... um. Um, because there's this game called um, GLS 2022, um, aka uh, Dream League Soccer 2022. Um, Dream League League Soccer. Yeah. You're right. Okay. And um, I think I have uh, some players that are number twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Keep hold of those. <laughs> do you, I've, I've got a question. I've got a question for Alex, which you should stick around for. What do you think is the most important skill for a a 10 year old boy to learn with football? The most important skill. Um, wow, that's a great question. Let me think about this because I want to make sure my answer is proper. Um, on the field, like technical? Mm-hmm. Sure. Your ability to, to trap the ball and pass the ball. And that might sound way too, too simple. You know, because when you're young, you watch Cristiano Ronaldo, he's doing bicycle kicks and Messi is dribbling three, four, five players before he scores a goal. But they were only able to do that because they're incredibly consistent at trapping the ball and passing the ball. Their first touch is always right on their foot. And then they're able to make the pass to the second to the second player. If you if you can't master the simplest things, which are, you know, simply first touch being able to pass to your teammates, your vision, then it doesn't matter what happens after that because your first touch is going to bounce in the air. Defenders are going to close you down. Um, you're not going to be able to connect passes with your teammates. So just doing the simple things really, really well, um, both feet, inside the foot, passing, trap, pass, trap, pass, um, kind of like the Dutch. You know, I, I, I had experience 10 years ago or maybe even longer now um, it's, it was called the Dutch soccer school. This is a soccer camp in the United States and they would send Dutch coaches to America to, to run these soccer camps and they would have host families so that the, you know, that the coaches could stay for free. And while they're, they're at these camps and, and my parents and my family was a host family for five or six years straight. So we would have Dutch coaches come and live with us for, you know, two weeks, a month at a time. We're able to get really close with them. And these were these are high-level coaches too, you know, have worked in, in FC Groningen, um, have worked with Ajax, have worked with these awesome clubs. Um, but the power of the the simple things, being able to dribble, being able to first touch, first pass is extremely important in the game. So um, yeah, that's what I would say. And that's the importance of keepy ups, right? Yeah. That that builds the that, that yeah, exactly. Level. Right. But what about some um, like reading the game and like cutting um like uh like when like for example someone passes like you cut and you like um So you read the pass and you can cut it out yeah, and you or can like count read it, right? the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anticipation. Yeah, I mean the, the, there's so many important aspects to to a game, you know, it's there's a ton of you know you also want to make sure your shooting technique is right. You want to make mm-hmm. sure you're striking the ball, you know through the laces, um, you know, driving up 
with the ball and keeping your head down, not leaning back. I mean, there's a lot of little intricacies to the game of football, um, but mastering the, the basics will go a really long way. You know, I think I remember back to one of my first coaches when I was eight, nine, 10 years old. Um, I was one of the only players on the field who knew how to use the bottom of their foot. So, you know, in the midfield, I could dribble, 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 and then put my foot on the ball and roll it back and turn the other way. And like, this is like a, a big skill at, at the time where other players would, you know, they're facing that way. They would have to kick the ball somewhere in front of them. And they didn't, they, they weren't able to turn and go back the other way. And just having the ability to, to master the ball and, and move the ball in ways that, um, you know, give you options on the field is, is really important. But it starts with, with first touch. Mm. Well, I've got to go now because I'm, I'm on a call with a friend. Okay. He's probably wondering where I am. Well, you, you talk with a professional footballer. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 He can wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell him you're busy. Tell him you're learning. <laughs> so do, do you have any other questions? Or no. Not? Well, what about like that, that rainbow kick you're, you're, you're practicing, uh, you know, where you send the ball up and behind your back and over your head and how many times are you going to throw that out in a game? I don't know. I can I, I can only do it when I can master it, really. Right. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's the point. Mm -hmm. You want to master the things that you're going to do in the game. I don't yeah. work on shooting free kicks because I don't shoot free kicks in the game. I, you know, anymore. I, I might, I might do shooting with the team because all the strikers every day they go and they they work on shooting together, and I go to the other side and I just do long balls. Or I play, um, what do we call it? Horseshoes. So you set, set two cones up 20 meters apart and you have a partner and then you play against another guy and their partner. You play it and first touch, whoever gets it closest to the cone wins that round. And you're playing against the guy next to you. And then you go and you have to serve it. First touch, whoever gets it closest to the cone. And you go and you play to 10. And, and that just works on you know, having control of the ball because you have to be able to chip it to your teammate under control, serve a long ball, um, and then also first touch. So those are the types of things that I enjoy doing, uh, working on, you know, my first touch, working on passing as a center back. Okay. All right. Lots to think about. Well, thanks for your, thanks for your questions, mate. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Samuel. Thank you. Bye. Go have fun with your friend. Yeah, yeah I'll well. see you later. Hopefully you have a good podcast. Thank you. What do you mean, hopefully? <laughs> <laughs> Have a good podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Show a little faith in the old man here. Unbelievable. <laughs> Appreciate it, mate. Thank you. Um, all right. Oh, of course. Well, everyone's going to want to know. Everyone's a, a, an absolute kind of sucker for a good old-fashioned Bitcoin rabbit hole story. So, like, uh, how, man? Like, what, what brought you here? Yeah. Um, well, COVID, really, is what is what uh, sent me down the rabbit hole. Um, I was here, you know, in Alabama when it was a Thursday ahead of our opening game on Saturday, our opening match. And we came in the locker room and the coach said, you know, games postponed because COVID's coming around. This was March of 2020. We're like, okay, uh, you know, what, what does that mean? So uh, we went home. We didn't know how long it was going to be delayed. And then, of course, later you find out. Um, we end up, it ends up being three or four months where we were already fit and ready to go into the season and everything stopped. 
So I had a ton of time, you know, at my house to, to do something, you know, I would spend, um, couple hours a day continuing to train to stay fit going on runs lifting uh with some teammates and my brother who is also on the team but then the rest of the rest of my time you know i would wake up and i would i would read i i read about 40 um 45 books in 2020 was reading about all sorts of things i took a master class on economics um and uh that was led by paul krugman who's uh you know a world-renowned economist which is really funny now because um, he doesn't believe in Bitcoin at all, but, uh, but, but doing the, the masterclass, you know, I, I learned of, of some resources like the St. Louis fed, uh, Fred, excuse me, Fred, the, the, the federal reserve website that gives you charts and, and statistics on unemployment, you know, housing prices, all these things. And I was able to look at what was going on with, you know, the money supply with the unemployment numbers as COVID was happening. Um, and the more I looked on Twitter and all these other places, people are talking about Bitcoin, you know, inflation is coming by Bitcoin, this thing, is, you know, it'll hedge against inflation, all of these things. And I, I knew what Bitcoin was, but I never did the homework to really understand it. Because, um, well, I, I don't have an excuse as to why I didn't, but it wasn't until COVID happened and you kind of re I think everyone kind of changed their perspective, or at least I hope and kind of rethought life in general, because, you know, this, this pandemic came and we had no idea how deadly it was in the beginning. So people were literally, you know, this, this was our lives at stake. And unfortunately, you know, many people lost their lives because of this thing, but it forced us to look inward and, you know, think about what we wanted out of life. I think tons of people left their jobs because of it. And as a professional soccer player, and they told me, you know, you can't play you know, the, the season was canceled. I didn't know if my paychecks were going to stop coming in. I needed to do something to uh, kind of give me um, the opportunity to, to make money if soccer wasn't there. And, and that's what led me to, you know, I, I, I'd been investing in the stock market for a long time. Um, I've, I'm invested in real estate, but then Bitcoin. Um, saw Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. So I started to to do a little bit of homework. I, you know, I, I threw the Bitcoin white paper on my desktop, um, read through that and it was kind of, you know, very technical, you know, it didn't take a lot from it, but then it was just listening to, to the podcast, um, you know, learning about the 21 million Bitcoin and the issuance rate and the halvings every four years. Um, you know, obviously it's a scarce asset with only 21 million will ever be in existence, will ever be in circulation. And you look at the numbers of, you know, some 80% of, of long-term holders haven't touched their Bitcoin in, in, you know, over a year, over two years. So when you look at the data that's out there, there's a very, there's very few Bitcoin that are in circulation that people are, that are exchanging hands. And over time, that number is just going to get smaller and smaller. And, and what, what happens when there's only so many Bitcoin for a lot of people to buy the demand goes up, the price is, is going to follow suit. Um, and, you know, it, it was listening to, you know, like, like pomp. I, I, I followed pomp for a while. Um, Peter McCormick's podcast. I, I dove into that quite a bit. Scott Melker. I followed him. Um, these were some of like the, the first, uh, in what are you ed educators in the space that I, that I learned from and, and followed and kind of made me understand 
the opportunity that that was at hand. Um, and, and even as, as Bitcoin, you know, it was at what, three, four, five, 5,000. Uh, I actually made my first purchase in October when it was 10,000 per coin. Um, and, and that's when I first bought in. And then, you know, since then I've just been, I've stayed in the space. I've been learning as, as much as possible. Um, you know, I spent much of 2021 trying to accumulate a lot more Bitcoin because when I first bought, I, I just bought a little bit. Okay. Let's, you know, let's see what happens, see what happens here. Um, but to me, it, over time, it just became abundantly clear that this was where I wanted to, to put my, my money and in order to preserve my wealth in order to, um, save myself from the inflation that we're seeing because, you know, the U S money supply 40% was printed in the last year. Um, and that, that number might even be higher now, but trillions and trillions of dollars that, you know, if you, if you look at the, the graph, it, it went, you know, it, it went pretty steady and then 2020 happened and it goes, shoots straight up. And where's that money going to go? You know, it's going to go into to real estate in the stock market. Um, the prices of assets are going to inflate, which we've seen that happen. But also, you know, my Chipotle is going to get more expensive. The burger at, at the shop is going to get more expensive. Um, and Bitcoin to me is like, is this perfect, you know, monetary system um, that is protected against nuclear warfare, truly. You know, we've seen how, how uh, um, you know, strong the, the Bitcoin network is and how resilient it is with the China ban and the the hash rate is now back to an all-time high. I think you're seeing that um, that Bitcoin for me was was a way to save my money. You know, I I don't even think of it as investing in Bitcoin. I I think of it as like saving and preserving. Um, and you know, starting in you know a year after I I first bought in 2020, I I first started taking a percentage of my salary in Bitcoin. So working with Bitwage, um, they have a, an amazing payroll processing solution that really simply, you know, set up with, with the payroll provider of, of my soccer team. I was able to, to designate 15% of my salary in 2021 um, to, to Bitcoin. So, you know, every pay period with no fees involved, I, I get it direct deposited into my cold storage wallet. Um, and then... You know, a week ago, now we're in January. I I upped it to to twenty five percent this year. So you know, I'm 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 happy and, and proud that I was able to do that. I think each percentage up is is a percentage in the right direction. Um, you know, of course, you need to live. Everyone needs fiat to live. Um, and I'm I'm one of those people who um, once I'm like convinced of something, I'm like all in, all in, all in. Um, and that's what happened to me over the last year or so with Bitcoin. Um, so now I'm at, I'm at this point where it's like, okay, where can I find cash? You know, where can I find cash flow? And, and it's, you know, I want to accumulate as much Bitcoin as possible. Um, and it's, it's been fun getting in the space and meeting a lot of people, you know, like yourself to, uh, you know, just to learn, to learn more about Bitcoin, to learn the power that it has for different individuals, um, the power that it has for different countries. Um, and you're seeing it now with, you know what Michael Saylor's doing is is pretty incredible. Um, more companies are continuing to add it to the treasure, treasury. 
hopefully we'll get a few more countries added as legal tender in 2022. Um, and for me, there's there's really only one way the price is going at this point. It's 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 funny you bring up uh, 2020 because for those of us that have been around a little bit longer, we kept saying, I, know, I remember on Bitcoin Twitter, we were like, Jesus, the class of 2020 is falling down the rabbit hole like nothing we'd ever seen before. Nothing came close to how quick people were just like grasping it. And of course, you know, that is... Uh, you know, a direct result of having that time to self-educate, to, to pick up a book or listen to a podcast or, you know, watch a YouTube or, you know, read an article. And it just so happened that that was at the point where these articles and books were out. I mean, Safe, Safe's book came out 2018. I think Knut's books came out 2019. Andy's book, Why Buy Bitcoin, I think around the same time, 2019. So all of these resources that hadn't been around prior well, just there. They were waiting. And class in 2020 came in, locked down, and scooped them up. And it was just incredible to see the power. And Breed Loves Articles, obviously, and Nick Carter's and um, Parker Lewis. You know, sorry if I'm missing anyone. Like, you know, everybody did an amazing, amazing work and an amazing job. And then, of course, like, you know, the class of 2020, you've got your, your your head boy right sailor same 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 yeah. graduation year if you like uh and um he was using those resources he listed the resources that he had found in um i think like the original uh announcement and the community was shocked completely yeah. shocked that anyone out there was listening or reading it was um, it was a real pivotal pivotal a pivotal moment, excuse me. That um, I wonder how closely we'll look back at at that time and how much of a shot in the foot it was to the government that thought they were grabbing power, when in retrospect, no. Yeah. People were teaching themselves about sound money and Bitcoin and all of the fuckery that had been going on and you got found out. And then people like yourself, you come on a show, you start creating content, you start spreading um, uh, the the gospel, for want of a better word, uh, like we talked about to begin with, talking to other footballers about it, you know, explaining to them, you got to start taking some of your wage in Bitcoin. And like that knock-on effect, once it gets to to these kind of arenas, because you have fans and because you have uh, many people looking up to you and following what you do and supporting you, you, you have that platform there already to start pushing this message onto mm -hmm. them. And uh, it's, it, it, it was truly amazing to see. Do, do you remember, was there, was there that one moment like the, where the sat really dropped, like, or the light bulb just ping do you remember was it a sentence or was it a pod or was it a... so yeah you know i i think the the moment where i it, it was a podcast i i listened to a few with with peter and and willie Wu, and listening to willie Wu talk about some of the on-chain analysis stuff um that doesn't care what the news says that doesn't care about any government anywhere these are just these are facts these are what is actively happening on the bitcoin blockchain talking about 
who's buying, who's selling, who's holding, um, who's buying at what prices. I mean, there was, there was an episode, I, I don't remember the specifics, but I think back on some of those conversations where I leave, you know, I, I take out, take my dog outside, walk my dog and listen to these podcasts. I come back inside and I'm like, where's my computer? Like, I need to buy more. Like, what am I doing? And, and I, I just get so bullish in those times um, that, you know, it, it's amazing. But, but I, I think you're right. The platform that, that a guy like Sailor has for, I think, we're, I think in 10 years, we're going to look back on, on Michael Saylor as being, you know, one of the most important people in Bitcoin's history. Uh, in 50 years, we'll probably say the same thing because he'll be worth, I mean, God knows how much money. Um, but, you know, even myself, who is, um, you know, yeah, a pro soccer player, not not a super big, big player or super popular player, but um, still taking that step and saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to announce this. I'm going to make this public that I'm taking my salary in Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin is a better alternative to just simply holding dollars or putting some money in the stock market. I think Bitcoin is where, you know, you should be putting your, your wealth. If you're a young person who understands the, the monetary system that we're experiencing today, because um, I studied economics in college. So I have a background in, in monetary system and the federal reserve and, and the way that they um, can affect the money supply, the inf- interest rates, inflation, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I have a, you know, a, a foundational understanding of the, the consequences of printing, minting trillions of dollars. And there's really, there's nowhere for that money to go. Um, so being able to put it in, in a technology like Bitcoin that will preserve that money, that cannot be manipulated, that no government can control, that they can't create 42 million Bitcoin, you know, that's nonsense. That's not going to happen. So um, yeah, I'm, I, I think, you know, over the last few years, crypto in general has ballooned as, uh, you know, has become uh, super popular, you know, the crypto space, NFTs, but I think Bitcoin is its own thing. Like it needs to be thought of separately from crypto and NFT and speculative assets. Um, Cause I think, I think that's an issue or, or maybe, maybe not an issue, but something that um, people who are interested in getting involved are kind of nervous because of the risk involved with, you know, they read about Shiba Inu and, and these other coins that go bonkers and then other coins that crash and burn, you know, and they think Bitcoin is one of those coins and it has the same properties, but it's really important that people do their, their research and educate themselves on what makes, dif- what makes Bitcoin different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Rowdy Coin, by the way, at Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, wow, that's um, yeah. shit coin. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, it. yeah, yeah. I, I would hope it's not tradable in the open market. It's probably just for fans in a little closed kind of economy style thing. But I don't know. It's just, I guess, it's just like buying like a, a season ticket book, right? Um, I don't know. I'm not getting. I'm yeah. not getting into it. But the yeah, the, this um, this idea of you coming to uh, a place where you felt comfortable taking on the responsibility to, for 
for want of a better word again, better word, uh, to shill Bitcoin to your um, to your followers. That's probably not something that's not a decision you you took lightly, I would imagine. You know, there's right. people's futures, right? So yeah. it, there's got to you, you've got to reach a certain conviction level before you're happy. You know, for, for me, it took years. You know, why did how how on earth could I have started a podcast in uh, you know like uh, seventeen eighteen, not having anywhere near the knowledge that I had in um, twenty when I started it, um, purely focused on Bitcoin. Like, there, there's no way because I didn't have that conviction. But you seem to got there pretty quick, right? So did you remember thinking like uh, what what was the thought process there? It's like, well, if I announce this, this is going to affect young boys like uh, Samuel who comes along and watches yeah. the matches. He's like, oh, there goes the guy that is the Bitcoin guy. You know, what do you mean? Yeah, there's the Bitcoin, Bitcoin guy. guy. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's wearing yeah. a number 21 shirt, right? Okay, why do you call him the Bitcoin guy? Because he gets paid in Bitcoin. He, and the, the ripple effects are, are huge. So how, how did you kind of go through that thought yeah. process? So even, you know, I it was just through uh, really by chance that I met the, the team at Bitwage. And, and learn about what they do and the opportunity that, that they offer. Um, but in, you know, this past season I spent, you know, I, I was that probably annoying Bitcoin guy who would come into the locker room and like, guys, you see the price of Bitcoin and they're like, oh, <laughs> fuck off, you know, whatever. Um, cause, but, but I, you know, I want to educate them and I want to, to, uh, to inspire them to, to take their money and invest it. You know, for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm not like a crazy Bitcoin maximalist, you know, I have six or seven other, maybe even more co other coins that I'll invest in. Um, but the majority of, you know, the vast majority of my money is going into Bitcoin. Um, but, you know, we're in this sport as, as a professional athlete, you can only play for so many years. So if you're not smart with your money, um, if you're not investing at a young age, you're going to be, you know, left behind. And when your career's over, you're going to look back and, you know, not have much money in the bank and you're going to have to go find a job. You're going to have to go do something just to, just to pay the bills, let alone build wealth. So I think, um, and unfortunately, you know, the education isn't, um, isn't consistent across, you know, demographics, across race, across countries. So, you know, in a locker room with, guys who never went to college, um, guys who grew up wealthy, guys who grew up poor, guys who grew up in Africa and, and South America, everyone comes from different backgrounds, but financial literacy isn't, you know, the first topic that, that they were taught in school. You know, it was probably one of the last if they were ever taught it. So, you know, as, as someone who, um, who, you know, who, you know, is, is interested in those, those markets and is interested in, preserving my own wealth for building wealth for, for my family and future generations. I wanted to, you know, take the knowledge that I have and, and help them out and encourage them to get involved. And, you know, if, if, if they are, have never invested and they decided to, to buy Apple stock, like I'm pumped, you know, that's, that's great. That's a step in the right direction. Um, and Bitcoin, you know, just always came to the front of the conversation for me. I, I, I wanted to, to try to educate guys on what this thing was, because there's not a, a wide understanding of, of how Bitcoin works and why it's different. 
and explaining the properties that make it scarce, that make it scalable, that make it um, international. You know, I, I can take my ledger, put it in my pocket, fly to Italy with my passport, and then uh, you know, transfer transfer the Bitcoin into euros and just live my life there. Like it, like it never happened. You know, having um, having access to money outside of the banks is super powerful. So you know, I I just took it upon myself to educate guys, to encourage guys to invest. There's a few. You know, a few of my teammates who who are really into to crypto and Bitcoin. So we'd always be having conversations. We'd be talking about what coin just went crazy, what what you know, what we're looking at. And then, you know, teammates would overhear the conversation, be like, oh, what are you guys talking about? Like what's going on over here? Um, and you know, we got there was a, a good maybe five or six guys that that bought Bitcoin for the first time in 2021, you know, just through our conversations in the locker room. So it was really powerful. Um and then when when I met the the team at Bitwage and talked to them about their their payroll solution, um, and I was on the phone listening, and I was at the end of it, I'm like, like that's it, like that's all I have to do. I just have to to reach out to the payroll provider and send them a voided check that says net X amount to um, to uh, to this bank, so they'll direct deposit eighty eighty percent to my normal bank account, and then twenty percent to Bitwage. They'll convert it direct deposited into my ledger. I'm like, that's extremely easy. So for me, it was a no brainer. I'm like, okay, let's, let's get started. I want to do this. Um, and now that, that, you know, I wasn't exactly sure what kind of press it would get or what kind of exposure it would get, but I had, but I had a tweet that said, you know, I'm paid in Bitcoin now or whatever, um, that I quote tweeted the Bitcoin magazine and I got a million impressions on, on Twitter. Wow. And at the time I, I had, you know, 2000 followers. So it, you know, it's, it's not like I had a big following. So it's just, um, you know, it, it spread like wildfire in, in those first initial days. And, um, now I have the opportunity to, to talk on podcasts, to, to talk over social media with other players and guys who saw that, Hey, you know, you're the Bitcoin guy or, or whatever you want to say. Um, and I'm able to have those conversations outside of, you know, the small, um, impact that I can make in my locker room on a day-to-day basis, but I can, you know, reach people all over, all over the world now. So it's just allowed me to, to have more conversations. And, and just this past week I had, you know, one of my teammates and then a former teammate of mine, really good friend, who's actually, you know, uh, I don't, I don't think I can say it cause it's not announced yet. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's someone who's signing for Tampa Bay. Um, and I, I sent him the link to get set up with Bitwage. He's another guy who, who you know wants to dive in and get involved? So I'm sure him and Lucky will will hit it oh, off. Oh yeah, he's gonna be in good hands. He's gonna be in good hands there. It's it's um, I, I only just had Jonathan Chester from Bitwage on the on the show uh, about two months ago, maybe six to eight weeks ago, and I'd not heard of them. I they had you know they come across out of left field but they've been around for a long long time uh, and jonathan has been in the space for, since around 13 i think and yeah. um you know a, a hardcore bitcoiner and um the um the team he's building is is really great so big shout out to the guys I think you're doing great work am i right in thinking you were the first person to receive lightning via bitwage lightning yeah. payments yeah. yeah yeah so how did that yeah. go down um, so, uh, yeah, so they, they reached out and, you know, we, we had been working together at this point for three or four months. Um, and now I, I'm actually officially 
working with them as an ambassador. So I'm, you know, just, just, just saying the things that I, that I would have already said about the, the work that they're doing and, and how great they are and, and trying to get others involved. Um, but they emailed me with this opportunity. They're like, Hey, we're going to do the first, first ever, you know, lightning payment. Um, you know, are you interested in being on the other end of that? And, and there was another, there was another CEO who was, who also received Bitnob, I believe. Um, it was myself and, and the CEO of Bitnob and they did, you know, they're the ones that, that processed the, the lightning transaction. So they reached out and I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, that sounds awesome. Let's, let's do it. And um, I need to, to get more educated on, on lightning, but the power of, of the remittance and, you know, instant payments across the world, I think is, is super cool. Um, you know, I think there's, there's still working on the scalability and the volume size that, that lightning can process, but um, yeah, I just had the the wallet of Satoshi app, and and for that month they uh, you know they sent my payment through through the the lightning instead of instead of on their their normal process, um, and it, it it was like an email. I said you know I sent the the invoice, and and they emailed me back is like okay you know how's everything look whatever, and it was already there you know. <laughs> instant payment um and yeah it was a cool you know it's cool it's cool to be the first in anything right yeah absolutely it's uh it's it's great it's great to see and um i I've, i wonder because i asked lucky this question um how ha, first of all have you felt any change in you personally since interacting with Bitcoin? I'm sure you know what I'm getting at because you've listened to all the podcasts and people talking about how they've changed certain habits and, and whatever else. Have you felt that creep? Um, I mean, I've changed in the sense that I, you know, make decisions differently. I, you know, I think about money differently. I think about, um, you know, the, you know, like capital allocation, I think is, is very different now because I, I grew up learning about the typical, the stock market and what stocks should I pick, um, real estate, the power of rental properties, but then Bitcoin just kind of blows it all up. And it's kind of like, you know, those are all fiat, um, you know, fiat vehicles and Bitcoin is over here on this, this other side. And then there's Bitcoin mining and there's, I think, a lot of parallels to to rental property investing and Bitcoin mining, and you know, creating cash flow. Except with with Bitcoin, you don't have tenants screaming at you. I had a, a plumbing issue in one of my rental properties today. I've been on the phone with tenants and, and a plumber trying to deal with that. Like, there's always little things that you have um, in real estate. But um, I guess I'll I'll let you you know ask the the follow up question because I I don't know exactly where you're getting at, but I. <laughs> You know, obviously things change when, um, when, you know, there's an asset like Bitcoin that is just so powerful and, and that I think is so valuable. Has it changed your game? Soccer? Yeah. Or the way you think about it, or the way you train, or the way you eat, or anything like that. No, I don't think so. I no? don't think so. Okay. No. Did Lucky say it changed this? 
there were a few of them. There were two or three of them because Kevin was there as well uh, at the time, and uh, that they become pretty tight knit. And uh, yeah, he he definitely um, it changed uh, how he he said he you know how he trained and uh, how we um, thought about the game and uh, like uh, the, his decision making during the game uh, become more effective. And he, he, he linked that purely to, you know, thinking with a Bitcoin brain and like a low time preference and uh, playing the long game rather than a fiat brain, which is high time preference. And, you know, I, I guess a classic example might be, you know, running yourself out of energy in the first 65 minutes, you know, just chasing every kind of yeah. ball as like a, a crazed rabbit. Um, instead of playing that long game and, and, and understanding and, and reading the game a little bit better. But um, the training oh, was, was, yeah, the training, you know, it was, um, was an interesting one uh, and looking after yourself uh, and trying to lengthen his career, like very focused on, on that, trying to lengthen his career and what does he need to put in place uh, health wise and training wise and strength building wise to, like you said, it's a short career, right? If you can, if you can get an extra two or three years on that, that's that's a huge difference to the rest of your life. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's really interesting. I I like that because um, I think there there are certainly parallels to 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 that way of thinking. You know, with Bitcoin today, it it dropped quite a bit. You know, we we had that crash down to 42, 43. Um, so I was able to buy some more cheap Bitcoin. I, you know, at, at this point, I, I don't know what price it could get to where I would be, um, you know, like maybe change my outlook where it like shifts the conviction. But I, I truly don't know if, if there is a price um, or if it would just cause me to get greedy at that point. You know, if Bitcoin dropped to 10,000, 5,000 again, I'll be like, holy shit, I can yeah. buy multiple Bitcoins. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, it's just, I think it's made me more, more comfortable in, in who I am and where I am, because there's no, there's no rush with Bitcoin. Bitcoin's no. always going to be there. And, you know, it's, it's when I get to 35, 45, 50, um, you know, that's when I'll be really interested to, to see the price of Bitcoin. But I, I'm not stressing about it today as a 27 year old. Um, but, you know, I, you know, what Lucky says about, about the training, about your career, I think that's, you know, a really cool way to think about it because it's, it's an important piece. You know, I'm, um, you know, I'm happy with where I am and, um, you know, I want to play into my thirties. You know, there's no question about that. So I don't know that Bitcoin made me have that, that, that thought process, but, um, you certainly think about money differently. That's, there's no question about that. That's a, that's for sure. But absolutely. And am I right? You're a newlywed, yeah? Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. So, Thank you. Uh, because the reason I ask, uh, because you know, there's so much talk in the, the Bitcoin community from the younger guys, uh, and girls, obviously, that, um, you know, this is all about family for them now that they, they reach that point of comfort. you know, there are so many people we've all got friends that have probably made a conscious decision to, to not have kids, whether that is because they're both chasing a career or whether that is they've been alarmed 
into not bringing children into a, a, a planet that's going to fall out of the sky in the next 10 years because, you know, us dirty virus human beings are, are wrecking the place and, you know, all of this alarmism around that. Or now, of course, like this COVID, uh, you know, fear that with everybody's been had shoved down their necks for the last two years, people are making conscious decisions to to not build families. What, whereas what you find in a Bitcoin space, you know, Bitcoin and babies, you know, this is a meme, like you know, bring it back to the family. This is about building community and about strengthening family ties and bonds rather than having the family attacked on all fronts. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'd just like to get, um, you know, your, your, your insights into that. Like, uh, what, what are you thinking about uh, in, in terms of that? And has Bitcoin in any way, shape or form sh- you know, kind of shaped that decision or is it kind of too too early in the rabbit hole journey yet to have, am I talking woo woo crazy stuff to you right now? No, 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 this is great. Um, I, uh, yeah, of course now, um, you know, half my Bitcoin is hers. Right. Right. Um, and, and I, uh, and it's, it's important though, because there's You're just to get you know, with, <laughs> with, uh, yeah, with the, um, um, like with, with the cold storage, with mm-hmm. the, the recovery, words you know if, if that's only in my head and i'm gone and i can't leave the money you know there's no whatever system to to divvy out inherent inheritances with bitcoin it's it's in that wallet um so i've i've had that conversation with my wife and she uh, she didn't love that she's like don't talk about that like me being you know being out of the picture but it's an important piece of the puzzle um and i also you know, I, I wouldn't say she's orange pilled, but she, uh, you know, I, I didn't force her, but she's, she bought Bitcoin. So I, I got her into the game and, and I talked to her about it. I explain it, how much she hears, I don't know, you know, but, but she supports it and, and thinks it's really cool what I'm doing in the Bitcoin space. But, you know, I'm someone who uh, definitely wants to start a family and um, that's important to me. So building wealth for, for my children, for, my family is is really important piece, um, and I think Bitcoin is going to play a major role in that. Um, probably a bigger role than than I could, you know, picture at this point. You know, of course, because it's only been a little over a year since I first bought Bitcoin, so I'm I'm still very very early in this journey. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I mean it. It's something that makes me feel you know, like safe with, with the future, no matter what happened, if the U S dollar collapsed, if there was a civil war in America, it's not like crazy shit happened. Um, I know that I have that Bitcoin. I have that European passport. I can get out of Dodge, take my family and, and build a life somewhere else. Like those like doomsday scenarios that people think that's not going to happen. Well, I mean, we just lived through COVID, right? So that no one expected that. And I think having, having your, your wealth and your money in a, a sound money that can be used across the world, anywhere in the world is, is super powerful. Um, and it makes me feel optimistic about my future and my family's future. And in your profession as well, there are a lot of kind of, um, what's the word I would look for? Sharks, I would say, uh, you know, financial advisors or agents or marketers or, you know, you name it, whatever you come up against. Yeah. Um, it, it protects you against that kind of 
caper as well, right? I mean, a, a good example would be your agent calls you up and says, oh, you know, club X, Y, or Z have come in and they're, they're offering this. I think you need to go and meet the coach or go and meet the manager or go and meet the board or whatever else. And nine times out of 10, in a fiat player's mind, it's just about the dollars. You are going to be setting yourself up to be able to make much better decisions because what generally happens when people move for money in any career, especially in uh, in sports ones, uh, if it's just literally for money, you know, it doesn't always work out very, very well. How, how does that have you paused for thought over that before, or is that? Um, um, well, it's it's made me appreciate. So you know, I've I played three years for the Columbus Crew, and and during that time, I, I went on loan twice. So in mm -hmm. twenty nineteen, uh, excuse me, in twenty eighteen, I went to Orange County in California. Beautiful place, in, incredible place to live. And I played with Orange County SC, who actually they just won the championship this last year um, in the USL. And I played with them for six months, so I was able to experience that. Um, and then in 2019, I went to Indy 11 in Indianapolis. I played there for for you know six games, just a, a really short stint there. Um, but the thing I I learned when I got to Birmingham at, at every step step of my career, I always was looking at at the next thing. You know, okay, I, I'm not playing here. Where can I find a place that that I'm going to play? And you know, you, you always think the grass is greener on the other side. And in professional sports, when um, you don't have the best relationship with a coach, or your playing time isn't good, or that you don't like your teammates, you always are looking for the next thing, for the next thing. Um, and when I got to Birmingham, you know, this was a place that I had very little expectations of. I had never been here. Um, it's Birmingham, Alabama. You know this small little town down south and i got here and it ended up being an awesome place the community is great the food here is great like i'm really enjoying the team and the coaching staff and everyone here so um i feel comfortable where i am and i don't i mean comfort isn't always the best thing for people but um you know at this point in my career i want to be at a place where i'm happy and i think that that has played a huge role and in my thought process as well, just, you know, thinking long-term, I'm, I'm not out chasing the next, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, like you're describing for, for money or whatever. Um, and just, you know, Bitcoin makes you, you reconsider what you want out of life, I guess you could say. And did you say you, your brother's playing alongside you as well? The same team? Yeah. Yeah. My little brother. How is, cool. Uh, oh man, this is, yeah. this is that, this, this is, you got it right. You got family. You got Bitcoin. I, I'm hoping you don't have to dox him. I'm hoping he's uh, he's stacking as well. You can build a team around uh, you know the the ethos of Bitcoin and uh, two brothers and the ethos of family. This would be uh, an an amazing thing to watch play out. Yeah, yeah, and he, uh, you know, he's 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 playing, and then he's also in. The, he's a real estate entrepreneur, so he's he's uh, you know doing doing deals here in Birmingham and. And getting into real estate and he uh he believes in bitcoin he, he's got a nice little stack of bitcoin but he uh you know he thinks he, he still thinks i'm a little crazy because i'm kind of <laughs> all in um and 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 he sees it long term but he's at this point in his career where he needs to to like accumulate cash so he's he's trying to you know if his money's in bitcoin then he's not able to go and do more deals in real estate so he's uh he has his Bitcoin, but he's focusing on real estate. But long term, I think he'll he'll take all that money and 
bring it to the good side. Well, you have to mine the fiat to buy the Bitcoin, right? This is Absolutely. this is where we're at. Um, because please don't go leverage trading, margin trading. You know, trying to make more Bitcoin that way. For anybody listening, I think I make that pretty clear many times. You'll only end up with a, a smaller stack, not a, not a larger one. So if you can mine that fiat whilst the going is good, do it and and just uh, dollar cost average that into into Bitcoin. That's what sailors doing. That is literally yeah. what Sailor's doing with MicroStrategy. I mean, he he told Safe on his podcast the other day, once once the business clears $50 million that month, anything else over that gets swept into Bitcoin. So huh. come the last week of the month or however, you know, he's on the phone to the finance guys, have we hit the 50? Have we hit the 50? Because he knows after that 50 mil, everything else is going to be gravy, into Bitcoin. I mean, if that's the way that, uh, you know, somebody like Sailor is doing it, that's the way everybody should be doing it. You know, find that number that makes sense to you to mine that fiat and anything above that put straight into Bitcoin. That That's, you know, an easy step to make savings wise. Uh, other, yeah, that's great. Other people are way down the rabbit hole. They're like, you know, 100% goes into Bitcoin and then, uh, you know, they, they manage um, via you know, fiat loans to, to get by in their fiat life. But that's a little bit more complicated. And I definitely wouldn't recommend that for people that are just starting out. So my yeah, fiat... for me, I, yeah, yeah, no, sorry to interrupt. Um, but that's, I'm kind of on the, you know, I think about it the same way in the way that I'm, I'm taking my Bitcoin, you know, last year, I, I took 15% of my salary. Um, mm-hmm. But it was probably 50% of what I made ended up going into Bitcoin, but I, I was just Smash buying, buys I was are buying <laughs> Yeah, I was buying it before before I started taking it as a salary. So I so I got involved in fifteen percent, and then you know this year um, I have a new contract. I have um, you know. Do you get gold bonuses? Expenses. Do players yes. at Birmingham? But, well, you're going to have to switch back to striker, man. What are you doing? I like know. this is ridiculous. You're going to have to have a word with a coach. Yeah, Thank but you. I have to score five. Five. So, to hit I gotta bonus. get five to hit my bonus. So, um, well, oh, is this written into each person's contract separately? So a striker yeah, yeah. might it, have to hit person. fifteen. So it's not per goal, for example. It's, well, it, it is for for some players. It is right, 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 right. So okay. every contract's different. What about clean sheets? Do you get anything for those? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So clean. Once you hit a certain number of clean sheets, you. Uh, yeah, there's there's uh, performance bonuses built into virtually every professional soccer contract hmm. which wow, is great incentive. because what an incentive now because you yeah. know, if you link that incentive to bitcoin the, you, you, that's well if if you get set up to you know like with bitwage um 15 mm-hmm. well so for me it was 15 percent of every paycheck went in um and then you know I got an end of the year bonus with our playoff bonus, all these other bonuses that mm-hmm. I got. And then 15% of that went straight into Bitcoin as well. So it, it, it takes the, the total of, of your salary. And, and in the USL, we, we have um, housing stipends as well. So, so the team will pay different amounts for your housing. Um, and originally I, I didn't factor that into, you know, the, my Bitcoin sum, but yeah, 15% of my housing straight to the <laughs> bank. And now it's, now it's 25% of everything that I, that I make from the team. So, um, yeah, I'm like you say, smash buying dollar cost averaging. And then whenever there's dips yeah. I'm I'm on cash app, smash buying some more. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was another question I was just about to ask you, and it's just completely slipped my mind. What we're we talking about? We're talking about bonuses and incentives, aligned incentives. Uh, damn, it's just completely gone. Um, oh, how many games are you into the season so far? We're off season. You're off so season. So we'll start. Yeah, they actually today they actually just announced our home opener. You'll get a kick out of this. Mm -hmm. um, March thirteenth, twenty twenty-two. Tampa Bay Rowdies are coming to Birmingham. First game of the year. Mate, that's got to be televised on some kind of Bitcoin live stream, yeah. hasn't it? It's like, <laughs> come on, Bitwage, what are you doing? Let's 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 make this happen. Let's stream uh, it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's wow. You guys, so you're not. Why is that? Is it hot down there at the moment? Why why does the season? No, no, we so we're like flipped. We play March to November. You play through July and August. Yeah, yeah. How you guys, is that? It's different. Down here, 85, 90 degrees with humidity. It's hot. Yeah, I was going to say, why on earth did I do that? Hot. Yeah. Oh, well, you're Celsius, so you, that probably doesn't mean anything to you, but it's it's hot. Yeah, it's, you, you, you're using fiat temperature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the that's so odd. You know, like Europe is way colder than um, than that, you know, but they take the summer off. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what do you are you uh, you know what what are you hoping for next season? What what are the big um, what are the expectations? I personally and for the team. You know, what are the coaches expecting? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think to do that, you always got to look at last year. So we we finished second. first i don't even remember if we were first i think we were first in our division the way so the way they separated it with covid um instead of like an east and a western conference which has like 15 to 20 teams in each there were like little regions of four teams mm -hmm. um or eight teams or what, what have you but but i think we, we were first or second last year and then we lost to Tampa Bay again. Actually, we keep we keep fucking playing these guys in the playoffs, and they uh, <laughs> they have a good team. We lost, so we lost one zero to them in the playoffs last year in the second round. So this year, um, you know, personally, I want to to be on the field. You know, we play 34, 35 games total. So my my goal would be to to play in thirty games, um, be on the field, be healthy, be consistent, um, knock some goals in, obviously clean sheets just last year we were the third best defense in the league um i think tampa was number one so we you know we we've defended well and i i want to keep that keep that consistency going hopefully um you know our core is coming back our you know my center back partner our, our back four and the goalie will likely be back so so we should have a strong defense and and then you know we need to progress in the playoffs um, Birmingham is a new club. This is our fourth year in existence. First year they made the, the play in game. So they, they made the playoffs. Um, second year made the playoffs as a higher seed, got kicked out by Tampa last year, finished high in the league. Um, second round of the playoffs got beat by Tampa. So this year, um, the expectation is to, to get past that second round. So third round or, or better. Um, and so the third round would be the, you know, conference final. And then game after that is the final. So, yeah, I mean, high, high expectations for the team here. 
Um, we made some new signings recently, but you never know what it's going to look like until you, you all get together for preseason and you start kicking the ball around because um, players, player style, playing styles might not gel the, the, you know, um, the personalities of players might not work together, but we have a really, a really strong core and a really good locker room. So I think whatever new, you know, outsiders come into the mix, we'll make sure we, we whip them into shape and, and make sure they're on board with the culture of the team. Who, who's, have you played against any of the, um, like the bigger European stars that come across to kind of end their careers in, uh, in the U S yeah. Um, when I was with the crew, I, uh, the best player I played when I was playing in Columbus was Giovinco. Um, played him a few times when he was playing with Toronto FC. He wasn't, well, I mean, he's Italian. I don't, I don't know where he came from before Toronto. I don't know if he was at a big club or not. Um, but um, Schweinsteiger, we played them with, with Chicago. And, mm -hmm. you know, he was marking me on the corner kicks. And he's just a strong, you know, strong guy. Um I didn't play, I didn't play Zlatan. I'm trying to think if there are any other guys. I didn't play Rooney. Um, there was Feinsteiger. Gerard maybe over there, didn't he? Uh, did Ger Steven Gerard, Gerard, was, Gerard was there, but that was before my time. So mm -hmm. I, I think Schweinsteiger was the only, you know, big, big, big international player um, that I played other than, you know, the Giovinco's uh, with Toronto. And like Nico Ladera, like some of the better players around the league. He's with Seattle Sounders, though. And who's 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 your man at the moment? Who's the uh, the player you 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 would most like to uh, like either play against, play with, meet, or emulate? Van Dyke. Mm -hmm. That's the one. He's a He's big a beast. Is he? I believe so. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's a smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I, I, I'm Virgil. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Safe's mentioned a few times that uh, he's got a Van Dyke shirt and uh, he sent a, uh, a Bitcoin standard book. So um, uh, which, oh, that's awesome. Uh, or, or he's trying to pill him. I can't remember. I can't remember which way around it is. Uh, so I, I might be getting that one wrong. But um, but. But here we are, you know, like uh, one of these guys, one of these guys is going to take that orange pill and do what you're doing or do what um, Russell Kong did. And it's going to hit Europe in a huge way. And it's going to be a massive, another massive talking and, and turning point. Uh, you know, like Peter, like he just bought bedford um bedford, <laughs> yeah. bedford town uh yeah, yeah maybe, maybe you'll finish up your career there one day like uh, I know. you know <laughs> i know i i saw he bought the team i'm like well that, i mean that would be sweet go play for, for the bitcoin club and i look and like they don't even pay salaries or tenth division it's like shit they're a long way away from playing yeah. at a level that i would want to go and play oh yeah yeah but, yeah but they're, they're, it's good down there, i think man. it's brilliant it's, what he's doing yeah. Yeah, it's a Cinderella story. Let's put it that way. It's uh, yeah. for, for sure. It's going to be um, a, a long, arduous road, and, and some of that non-league football uh, that you uh, that you see in the UK. It's like no, nothing like. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, their their football ground and their pitch 
would nowhere near be at the standard of your college football ground or college pitch that uh or, or a training oh, ground sure. at, at a college yeah. you know it's like uh yeah they're, they're still down and dirty in the in the uk yeah. believe me yeah <laughs> so all right final question if you had one orange pill left to give to somebody who would you give it to and why Ooh. Um, I would give it to Peter Schiff <laughs> only, only, only because I would want to see the, the reaction of the rest of the Bitcoin community seeing him come back from all his gold talk and gold is up 1% while Bitcoin's down 20%. And it's like, Peter, 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 look at the, look at like a longer time frame and just <laughs> whatever fits his narrative. Um, but yeah, Peter Schiff, it, it would be great to see him change his stance and come to <laughs> come to Bitcoin and support Bitcoin. I think the community would, that would be incredible. It'd probably break the internet. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think if I had to, to orange pill someone in my own circle, um, it would be it would be Zach Steffen, um, who's keeper for Man City. He was my uh, my teammate at University of Maryland. We played together for the Columbus Crew. He's uh, you know we started a nonprofit together. We we started a company together. He's he's like my brother, um, and he's you know he's he has Bitcoin. He has some other um, coins as well, uh, but he needs to take the next step. Um, I'm, I'm working on getting him to to start taking some salaries. So, so I'm just going to put it out here publicly that, you know, hopefully Zach's the next guy over in Europe to start taking some salary in Bitcoin. So when you say like Man City, you mean the Man City, right? The one in yeah, yeah, yeah. Manchester yeah, in the UK, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Manchester City. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. He, uh, well, no, it's yeah, just he, because he, there, there might be a Manchester City in, in the US who I didn't know about. Like you're, you're Birmingham, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? We have a Birmingham City. So like, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's so yeah, he's is he number one goalkeeper or like uh, he's backup? the yeah he's the number two behind Ederson, so he'll play you know he played a Champions League game recently he'll he'll play all the um, the League Cup games he plays when when Ederson's hurt uh, he just signed a new deal till twenty twenty five so he's uh yeah he's a he's a top player he's a U.S. number one goalie here in the uh -huh. United States he's, he's so like Zach. The, what, what's the name? Sorry, Zach. Stefan. Stefan. S T E F F E N. F F E N. Man City fans right now are gonna be like, Princey, how do you not know this? But yeah, okay, my bad. I my, wow, that's huge. So we have a, we have another Bitcoin uh, football player, Euro player like uh playing in the uh, the premiership at one of the like the one of the big clubs, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm working on it. I'll get him on the phone here here soon and uh, and make sure he he starts taking some some Bitcoin. Yeah, man, that, that for sure. That, that's yeah. Go for it. Send him this podcast. Yeah, right. I will. Zach, if you're listening, you got to start stacking some sats. Do the right thing. Yeah, and then and then Come tell on, then tell the Etihad Stadium to do the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like the the difference that could make uh, to um, to that community you know, to, to that city, uh, would yeah. just be incredible. Yeah. You know, Zach, 2%. That's all 5%.
just take a little bit. Start slow. All right. Start learning. Alex, where can people come and uh, and find you? What's the best place to, to interact with you if they want to reach out and say hi? Yeah, you guys can find me. Um, Instagram and Twitter are are the two social medias where I hang out. Um, just It's just my name, at Alex Cronali, C-R-O-G-N-A-L-E. Um, yeah, you guys come find me there. Come talk some banter. Um, I need to get more active individually. I, uh, I'm not the best at, it's a slippery at slope. posting content. And I know. <laughs> I, uh, some people have told me, you need, you need to record videos and do this and do that. And I'm like, ah. you know, yeah, like you say, it's slippery slope. Once you start, mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to commit to that. Um, and, and maybe when I'm done playing or when I'm, you know, I have some more time on my hands, I'll, I'll start going down that road. Excellent. But, well, I really appreciate you, um, you, you know, you announcing it. You, you, like I said, you didn't have to announce that. You, you could have been completely private about it and just stacked away and lived your life and, and played your game. But, uh, you know, like we talked about, you've clearly felt that responsibility. It's a, you know, a huge step to make. So thank you on behalf of the community and, and, and thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. This was a this was a great chat. It was uh, it was nice to meet Samuel. We'll have to cross paths soon. We got to get him out to the Tampa Bay Birmingham game. We do. That would just be the absolute <laughs> best. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to send this to Lucky once it's published, and I, he will get a kick out of listening to this. But uh, yeah, once once we're allowed into the states, we we definitely want to come and say hi to to so many different people that uh, that I've met through the podcast and come to watch a Tampa game. Come and watch you now. Uh, he would get such a kick out of that and, um, to, you know, to find mentors as well, that, um, that are directly in a space that he, he truly wants to be in. I know every 10 year old wants to be a professional footballer. Like we've all had that dream, but you know, it's my job now as a parent to try and put the tools in his way and, um, and my network and people just like yourself and unlucky that would so willing to talk to him about football and, and give up some time is, um, this this is what i love about this community it's it's just amazing so yeah we 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 will come and train with you guys at one day and uh we'll get samuel run out as a mascot or something and uh, hang out in the locker room and yeah. uh and watch watch the drills that you guys do and uh yeah it'll be it'll be great fun yeah that'll be epic yeah and no i think it's amazing what you're doing with samuel exposing him to you know i couldn't imagine if i was learning about bitcoin when i was 10 my life would be very different. <laughs> um, so good for you. Uh, oh, they tell me to yeah, shut man. up most of the time. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's just... <laughs> yeah. You were just annoying Bitcoin guy in the changing room. Like, I'm annoying Bitcoin dad. Like, you know, <laughs> that there, yeah. there, should, there should be a sitcom about that, you know. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I'm sure there will be. There's going to be a lot of shows about Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, it's coming for sure. All right, man. Well, take care. Have a great, uh, have a great day ahead. Alrighty, thanks very much. I'll see you. See you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening and thank you again, Alex, for coming on the show. I can't wait to get in touch with you again and especially with Zach as well. If the pair of us can work our magic and get Zach talking about Bitcoin to the Etihad Stadium and everybody over in um, Manchester. The sky's the limit, guys. This is what we're here to do. One orange pill at a time. Get to work. If you're not orange pilling somebody every day, you're letting yourself down. And I know you guys are, so don't worry. I have faith 
and those of you out there that are talking about Bitcoin to your loved ones, if not random strangers, whenever you meet them in the pub, they're always fun conversations. Uh, whatever, however you're doing it, keep pushing. And if you feel as though you've got something to contribute, if you feel you've, you've reached that point where you're ready to step up and take responsibility, and you've got something to write, you've got a, a song to make, a video to make, a podcast to launch, don't hold back. Now's the time, 2022. Let's go. Let's get it done. We need as many people out there talking about Bitcoin and its possibilities uh, you know, as much as we can. So, you know, please step up. You know what to do. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks for rating, reviewing, subscribing, whatever it is you do. The banter on Twitter. I always love that as well. Please reach out anytime. And please make sure you check out the show sponsors. You can hit the show notes up. All the links are there. Make sure you're checking out Swan Bitcoin in the US, Relay across Europe, Bitcoin Reserve, and Coin Corner. These guys can all help you stack your sats. If you want to take control of your sats, use the wallet. Bitbox 02 Bitcoin only edition from Shift Crypto. And if you want to get to the conference 6th and the 9th of April 2022 in Miami, use the code BITTEN at checkout to save 10% discount on all your purchases. Take care, guys. Catch you on the next show.